guys. Welcome hey. to another episode of That Gay Shit. Does Noah's Art. Does Noah's mm-hmm. Art. We're mm-hmm. here. We're here. Yes, we are. We are doing episode four of season one, which is called Don't Make Me Over. It is the drag episode. We are very excited. So excited. I am your host, Connie Fleming. If you don't know who that is, look her up. Connie Fleming! Oh my god, look her up. I love her. All right, so Miss Ma'am followed me back on Twitter. I was very honored. It's anyway, only on. fitting if we're going to, you know, be the girls. I'll be. Um, <laughs> who can I be? It's your. Ho- I'm your host, Octavia Saint Laurent. You know, the oh, girl, no. that girl. Okay, that, that girl. one just hits me in the heart. That one just. You know how I feel about Octavia. That's our mother. I wish she would come back yes. to life and be our mother. And you know, she and train was, us. In she the was ways. with us for a lot longer than the average queen expected. Yeah, see, exactly. Or fortunately for and, her, but unfortunately in general. And she was a bad bitch, you know, before all of the surgeries and all of that, mm-hmm. all the surge, she was a bad bitch. She was just a Already. bad bitch. Yes. You know. And also, if we want to really take a little quick segue, like Pose did that little, um, what's India's character's name? I don't even remember now. Um, Angel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so I haven't seen a show in so long. Wow. So Angel goes on this whole like I've been discovered by like a, a modeling agent um, situation yeah, and she and, goes to, like that open mm-hmm. call and stuff. That was absolutely a hundred percent an Octavia, Octavia tribute. Yeah. Like was, completely. Yeah. And I really Which felt is, that in my spirit. I felt it was weird that they gave her story to Angel and not to Kanzi, but okay. Because of the uh, skin color, or yeah, because of the skin colors, mm-hmm. but okay, you know, because Tracy Africa, Connie Fleming, most of the models who are breaking it in, they were dark skins. I most know times are changing, and times are not changing for the better. I don't care what y'all say. Colorism Short is zone. so it's much more everywhere. It is. You know what it is too. I think it's also the like the biraciality aspect of it too. It's more <laughs> like. It, no, it is. It, it is. <laughs> the biraciality of it all is is that, mm-hmm. you know, and we're seeing this with Blackish and like Black as fuck, is that there's a prioritization of like biracial folks in media um, that's more did pronounced see, now. This is barely, like, this is not really related at all. But did you see that girl with the monstrous eyelashes who had put up a TikTok video of her talking about how she is a hetero romantic bisexual? I saw that. I, no, I didn't actually see it. I just saw the reactions to it. Y'all funny. I feel like the the problem is I feel like technically it's not as outlandish as like um, transracial people, if that's the word that they used for that thing that they made up. Um, it's Wait, not as say, outlandish so what as is all it? of that. What is she saying? It, what is she saying that it She's is? She's saying that she dates and falls in love with men exclusively. However, she is physically attracted to all, well, I won't say all genders, but men and women. Mm. And she's like, that is, you know, me knowing myself and like, y'all are immature. Y'all don't understand. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't have any complexities. Like you don't, you don't have nuance. You don't know how to have a, a real discussion. And like, I, I feel like technically there should be a place for that. But then there's just the part that comes in where it's like, so you want to use women for sex, but there's like, it doesn't, that's also not nuanced enough. Like you're not using people for sex. If you right. consensually agreed to not have a relationship, so to speak. 
Yeah. It's never going to be that black and white. Of course, you're, you're going to have to do some relating and some talking and some getting to know, you know, mm-hmm. when you it's sleep with somebody. Like, romantically, I'm not all that into you, which is what, which is, you know, I stumbled when trying to say this, I, when I singled out bisexuals, I, I didn't mean to say bisexual men. What I meant to say is that what she's saying, like they're hetero romantic, but they will sleep with you, but they're mm-hmm. not into you, like, because they're not queer in that way. Like, so if this was reversed and she were saying, or not completely reversed, but if this, on the other hand, she was saying, I am, um, what would it be, homo romantic bisexual? Mm-hmm. Like, I sleep with men, but I um, only date women. Um, I would be like, well, fuck them niggas. That's what they deserve. <laughs> so then if I'm willing to say, fuck them niggas, that's what they deserve to be used, then, I, then I'm acknowledging that there's a negative connotation in saying that I won't date them, but I'll sleep with them. Yeah. So then, conversely, Mm-hmm. We are acknowledging the fact that it is not nice to just use women for sex as a woman. I don't know. But also it was just like, girl, bye. Well, you know, you like it and you take it. I feel like you could very easily be on, you know, your little okay cupid, your little Tinder and being like, I'm looking for women for just sex. You know, it, it gives you the option of saying, I'm just looking for hookups and not declaring to the world that mm-hmm. you don't want to date women. But I guess also I can't ask you to be in the closet about your feelings? I don't know. The internet's very weird right now. <laughs> I know. You know what? I like it because I like when people self-identify, even if there's some gray. But I like when people know what the fuck they want and what they like. So I, I, you know, yeah, let's laugh at her, but let's also like acknowledge that homegirl is like really doing the homework mm-hmm. because there are there are a lot of mentises out here who don't know what the fuck mm-hmm. they are. They just out here sticking and licking it. That's true. You know, that's cute, but it's not. It's not really that cute when you're playing with people's emotions, which is what happens a lot mm-hmm. of the time. Mm-hmm. So, are you ready to start the episode? I am ready, Madam C.J. Walker. Okay. All right, so let's give the plots. Um, again, we have three plots this episode. Do you want to give them or you want me to do it? Um, you can do that. Okay. Um, I'm wondering if it's, like, healthy for a half-hour show to have three plots in an episode. I don't know if that, like, hindered them. If they do it a lot, we'll see as we go forth. But anyway... So the A-plot is that Alex um, decides to do drag, which is a can of worms in a way. Um, The B-plot is that Noah um, meets, what's his name? Wade's friends. Um, And Wade seems like perhaps he wants Noah to butch it up a little bit, like he's still uncomfortable in this new presentation of a queer relationship. And the C plot is that Chance um, meets an interesting individual who somehow pushes him to talk to Eddie since he's left his home. Yeah. Okie doke. And so you want to also recap the last episode or you want me to do that? Yes. Yes. Let's do a recap. Yes, please. All right. So basically... uh, um, your boy Alex, I mean, your boy Chance was, uh, ran his car through the hookup spot of, of Eddie's, uh, thug lover. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that happened. Uh, Trey and Alex were experimenting with sex toys and, you know, Alex wanted normalcy back in their relationship. 
And mm-hmm. so basically that's what happened last episode. Um, we left off with a kind of salvo on masculinity that we're going to explore deeper in this episode. Um, trigger warning. Uh, this was this show was made in the two, the early aughts. And so um, you know, there there is use of the T word uh this now. Mm-hmm. Children. Um <laughs> good trigger warning. Good trigger warning. This show was made in the early aughts and the language was not all the way there. Um, that's mm-hmm. no excuse, but um, we just want to foreground that in there. So I'll just continue. Um, <laughs> so we open with this fish and this hot yellow, <laughs> um, <laughs> this yellow, um, what do you call this? What do you call this? Two piece? Uh, two piece uh, soup? A two-piece suit. Um, it's two-piece very skirt suit. A two-piece skirt suit. It's yellow. She's working it for the for life. Um, and then we have a sister. Another sister passes through. So if it's not clear by now, we are in a drag bar. Um, okay. So this really again, this is the early aughts. Um, there's this conflation between drag queens and trans uh, trans people. Trans women, mm-hmm. which I don't like, um, but mm-hmm. they do it. And so we pan to the shot to our four gals, um, Alex, Ricky, and Chance. Um, Noah is wearing a t-shirt, <laughs> but his hair is um, swooped it up into like a pony with um, some cornrows on the side. And he has on this this rocker belt that was very popular in the 2000s. Um, <laughs> it's kind of a faux hawk. Really, it's like he has a a mohawk. Yeah, Yeah, with with like with like a Superman curl coming down in the front, and then Mm -hmm. Miss Alex has on this this Asian. It looks like um, (laughs) it looks like a woman's shirt, um, which is fine. Um, I don't even I don't even want to call it that. It's it's a shirt that. I don't even know how to say it, but anywho, it's it's yeah, it's a tank. It's like a tank top, but like it's cut in this cut. like very this interesting way, where like the the neck opening is like a long oval, and so are the arms. It's very like mm-hmm. leafed. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. It's got like Hebrew on the front too. It's a thing. Okay, so this uh, this uh okay, so what did I say in my notes? So this episode opens up with a very vivacious trans woman doing a routine on stage, and then we uh, and see. I said I see. I'm assuming this is a trans woman walking, and tra- and Noah says uh, tells the trans women to wrap it up and enhance her some condoms. Alex, Ricky, and Chance are in the background. They are hanging and uh, they are hang- handing out condoms. Um. They have a table. They have a table set up yeah. with like a bowl full of condoms. They're like mm-hmm. doing a whole like sexual safety outreach situation. Like there's a sign on the table that says sex. They're hanging out condoms. They're telling everyone to wrap it up and be safe. Um, yeah. It's probably has something to do with Alex's job because he works in um, HIV education. Yeah. So Ricky, Ricky goes in. He says, so all these men are only into chicks with sticks. And Chance says, let's face it, Ricky, some men, even you can't bag. Alex goes, Alex reminds them, here we go, that they are there, the hand on condoms to the girls. Um, they're canvassing. And then the announcer come. there's an announcer who comes up. Okay, bitches. And she has like a little lisp. <laughs> Tonight's amateur night. And, and she's telling everyone where they can sign up. 
and the camera crown. Uh, and then she's she's asking, you know, who wants to sign up? Who who thinks that they can do, you know, what is the impossible, which is presenting as a woman. Now, here's the thing. So they're, as they're as they're handing out the condoms, they're being very judgmental to the girls. They're like reading mm-hmm. them for their looks and for, mm-hmm. you know, for presenting, I guess, badly. Mm-hmm. This is... Unpolished. This, yeah, this is very transphobic. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and so, yeah, so the announcer announces that they, they have an open audition for Amateur Night and who wants to sign up? The camera pans and we get Alex's hand and then the credits roar. Uh... Um, it seems so interesting Go ahead. because it really establishes like this divide that I I've never known very closely in which like here are these forces gay men mm-hmm. um, Noah being the nicest of the of the four Ricky being Ricky and Chance being a little bit on the neutral side but Alex like sort of tearing down all of their their looks saying they're very unpolished like they commented mm-hmm. on a woman's shoes as she walked by and the leg warmers and stuff that she was wearing and they're talking about people's wigs and it's, it's just like they're basically saying all these girls are very unpolished like if you're going to do drag you know basically implying if you're going to do drag you got to look really fish, fish and believable yeah. and polished and all this other stuff having mm-hmm. never ever really tried it themselves mm-hmm. um also why is chance wearing a polo at the club like i know he's a virgo <laughs> but i needed to calm, <laughs> I needed to calm down leave us alone <laughs> okay <laughs> um i was just like girl at the club but also he's got a lot going on also, I want to talk about Noah's very punk look. Like, we talked about the faux hawk. Okay, fine and dandy. This black t-shirt also says, I believe, kinder punk on it in, like, red lettering. The lettering almost looks very mismatched as if, like, it came from an old-fashioned ransom letter. Um, as we will see later, he's wearing a studded belt, studded black leather belt, and, like, a camouflage kilt. It's it's a, it's a whole thing. <laughs> It's a thing, um, but yeah. So when the when the queen comes up on stage and is like "yoo-hoo, yoo-hoo," and like asks for people to do drag for um, amateur nights, that is once a month. Um, I think Alex. I feel like Alex volunteers out of a mixture of curiosity that mm-hmm. probably has been long harbored and um, sort of like a almost superiority complex for lack of better word, like truly for lack of better word, because I think that Alex is looking at everybody in this scene going like, this ain't right. That wig ain't right. That makeup is bad. And it's just like, I can do this better. This looks easy. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it work. Mm. Um, and as we will see, it's not as easy yeah. as he thinks it is. Yeah. Well, I, the think, to get. I think there's a lot of jealousy that a lot of like gay men harbor towards Femmes and trans women in general, because you know when when gay men are growing up, we're taught, you know, to disabandon everything that's um, feminine and all the things that make a lot of us who we are. If you are fem presenting as a gay boy growing up, and so when you see people who get to like actualize themselves, I think there's a lot of rage that you can't do it 
And so that rage comes out and like, look at that shoe. Look at that thing. Look at you can't do. You can't do. Instead of just like, you know, dealing with your stuff, it's projected onto other people. Um, Yeah. That's true for a lot of things. I have a very similar um, theory, for example, um, about slut shaming. Because like in college, I can remember I had a sweet mate in my sophomore year who one time, like I've told the story so many times, who sat down at our table in our common area as we were having a discussion about like body count. And she was like, I've only slept with three guys. And she was beaming, like smiling from like ear to ear. And I was like, you're not necessarily slut shaming in this moment, but I can tell that you're very proud that you did this thing. Like withheld yourself from sleeping with as many people as you wanted to. Maybe you only want to sleep with three, but that's probably not the case. Mm-hmm. And like, the, that's one step away from slut shaming other girls for doing more than that. Um, Cause I can see that you're very proud of yourself for this so-called accomplishment. And I'm just like, you, you will make someone else feel ashamed for doing the thing that you wanted to do, but were afraid to do. Mm-hmm. Or like, because you listened to what society said you should do. And then you didn't do it. You want to make somebody else feel bad for having, the gall to step outside those boundaries when you didn't. I think that's very Mm. prevalent in a lot of cases. Yeah. I think it's James Baldwin said that, you know, people, I can't remember what exactly he said, but I'll paraphrase. So people rarely, um, people tell on themselves, basically. Like everything people say or do is not really, not really a, a, a response to what you're saying or doing. It's really their own shit. And so, yeah, I think that Noah, Ricky, and Chance were being, Noah, Ricky, Chance, and Alex were being very, very transphobic and just anti, well, misogynistic in these moments where Mm -hmm. they're, like, really judging these women for presenting in ways, um, you know, that are feminine and soft and, like, you know, full of Mm -hmm. that. But you can get into this scene and okay. I'll take the bathroom. All right. So we come back from the credits. I'm still marveling at Alex's shirt, which again is like a tank top. I'm sorry. It's like a tank top. And it has this interesting rainbow pattern, but the rainbow is sort of like green, yellow, red. So like almost like a so-called Rasta vibe. But then it has these stenciled black roses um above this red lettering that's dead center in the shirt and the red lettering looks like it might be hebrew i'm not an expert i don't know but it's like not characters that i recognize and then it has like these black rays coming out of the centers there's like a sun somewhere that we can't see and (laughs) those black rays are covered in like gold sequins it's a lot and i really wonder what the fuck was going on in the aughts that people were making clothes that look like this (laughs) anywho (laughs) Um, so we come back from the credits we're still at the condom table um alex admits that he's always wanted to do drag because the girls are still shocked that he volunteered um and noah's just like cool you know he snaps right into his supportive friend mode and he says cool but ricky says that alex better not tell trey and alex is like why not you know citing that a lot of guys go in for drag queens which is true and um ricky hints that those men have no taste in that case Noah, still being the supportive friend, retorts that wearing a dress doesn't make you less of a man. And lots of men um, love getting poked by Tiesler. I'm not going to say it. I can't during, I can't, I just can't. (laughs) Because a lot of men love getting poked by these women. Um, And Ricky walks off, like he's done with the conversation. He walks off. He wants to prove a point. 
He goes up to a buff dude who is wearing a black windbreaker, black tank top, and a black cap that says security. So he's on the job, evidently. Um, and we will find out later that this man's name is Carl. So I'm going to be <laughs> referring to him as Carl. Uh, Ricky says, excuse me, to Carl, right? And then he says um, that him and his friends are conducting a survey. And he asks Carl if Carl would ever date a drag queen. And Carl immediately says, hell no. Which is just like, uh, I hate the odds. Uh <laughs> and, and um then carl says that it's bad enough that he has to work around them like you couldn't find any other job why are you here then <laughs> this is not this was not my experience when we went to the gay clubs and things everybody who was working there was happy to be there i'm just saying even a straight man that was working i'm just saying you know what i'm talking about i do you know who I'm talking about (laughs) I exactly know who you're talking about girl (laughs) so instead of like responding to this comment Ricky immediately grabs the security man aka Carl by the back of the neck and kisses him like real hard like it's weird I don't understand blackmail mating rituals (laughs) well I put I put what did I what did I say (laughs) he rewarded him he basically rewarded him for his transphobia with that kiss yes yes he did but also that's not a reward because it's harassment because you didn't all signal that you were about to do that like you just grabbed him anyway so Ricky breaks away from the kiss reaches for a pack of condoms from the bowl and then winks at the rest of his friends well Carl is like Carl is into it Carl is staring at him and biting his lip and feeling very turned on it's very like I just don't understand gay male mating rituals I don't anyway so Chance's phone meanwhile is going off it's ringing and stuff he's been ignoring it this whole time his little Nokia um but then he excuses himself to the bathroom um None of them reacted to Ricky. They just excused themselves to the bathroom. I mean, he just excused himself to the bathroom. Nobody says anything about what Ricky just did. Whatever. <laughs> and then Chance goes to the bathroom. We cut to the bathroom scene. Okay. And here we go. <laughs> okay. So Chance is using the bathroom <laughs> in his um, button down and in walks this homo thug with a blue jersey without a team on it. Um, it's very Walmart. Somehow <laughs> 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 that is not in my nose, but it definitely doesn't have a team. Like, it's just like, where do you get that from? <laughs> it's very Walmart. And I put that, he also has um, an armband, which is very 90, which is very 2000s, which is very aughts. Um, armbands and headbands were all the rage at this time, so it's very on point. And so... Chance's phone is ringing. And so he says, uh, the guy's name is T-Money, just so we know. Um, But he hasn't been introduced yet formally. And so T-Money goes, you got to answer that? Chance goes, it's somebody I don't want to talk to. And so T-Money, also assaulting Chance at this moment, stands behind him with his... uh, Oh, oh, let me describe T-Money. T-Money has um, a textured fro. Um, He has very... Thin lips. This will come up again. He's light skinned. Um, he's trade. Um, he's masculine at teeth. And so, Chance's phone. So he says, "Face your fear." And he stands behind Chance. He takes his phone out of his pocket and he puts the phone to Chance's ear. And Chance answers the phone. Eddie. Oh, Eddie. Eddie. Eddie's over. Um. <laughs> 
and he tells Eddie that it is now over. And <laughs> so T Money goes, now was that so tough? And uh, Ed, uh, Chance pulls his, you know, his penis into his pants and he walks away, leaving his phone <laughs> with T <laughs> <with> Money. <laughs> um, and we cut back to um, the bar, uh, Chance. Um, uh, one second. It's just a remark that all the sexual harassment that happens in the show, like, I can't. I can't. Like, first of all, first of all, you came to the bathroom at the urinal. I'm at the urinal. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, you're going to answer that? Which to me, I'm just like, the phone is ringing, right? The phone's ringing. Mm-hmm. Let's say the phone is ringing continuously. Um, you walk into the bathroom, you see the guy at the urinal, his phone is ringing. <laughs> Unless you've been watching him all night, you wouldn't know that that was the second, third, fourth, fifth call that he's missed. You would think, I would, I would think that you would think he's missing this call because he's totally holding his penis right now and his hands are dirty, which makes sense. He'll probably call that person back. And also, I don't know him and it's none of my business. <laughs> like, who is this guy? Has he been watching you all night? And well, then they like, child. grab his phone out of his pocket, step behind him, press your dick into his back, make him answer the phone. Whew, this is weird. <laughs> Oh, girl, so this is really how gay men, gay quarter is. Like, <laughs> too tight for this. I don't understand. It really is this way. I Like, I remember, see, this is why I had the rule, no sex in the bathroom, which I broke twice, is because... <laughs> Is because like men will literally watch you all night and like they build up confidence to come and talk to you. And when they finally do talk to you, it either turns into sex or it turns into just, you know, whatever. And um, one of the things that was like funny is that this happened to me where I was in the bathroom. I went into the bathroom and this man followed me in the bathroom and he was tall, you know, beautiful, all of that. And he, like, grabbed my penis. He was like, oh, my God, I thought you were a top. And I was just like, oh, girl, what is going on? <laughs> it was just, Even if you yeah. thought I was a top. Ooh. Why are you grabbing me? It, it, yeah, the sexual harassment between gay men is just, like, a lot. Okay, so we're back at the bar, and Chance and uh, Carl have just shared a kiss. And we see, playing pool, Raphael. Uh, Raphael is surprised to see Ricky. And he's like, Ricky, what are you doing here? And <laughs> sorry, why did I say it like that? <laughs> and so um, <laughs> Raphael says Romeo is addressing one of his drag friends. And so we see Romeo. Hold on, let's get into what Romeo's wearing because <laughs> it's very, it's very odds. Um, Romeo <laughs> is. <laughs> Romeo is wearing, come on, let's get there. Oh, God. Okay, so Romeo is wearing his big uh, belt buckle. Like I said, sparkles on the belt buckles were huge. It's a huge belt buckle. It's like round. Gigantic. It's on the sign. And Romeo is a small girl. Romeo is very svelte, very skinny. Um, And he has on, they have, because I don't know their pronouns, they have on a... Uh, like a leather jacket that's cut bare midriff. Is it leather? It look- I can't. Oh, no. It's Okay, jean. but see the sleeve? Yes, it's okay, jean. the sleeve. It looks like patchwork denim because there's a million different colors of yeah. possible denim and it's yeah. cropped and it's like the arms are different than the body. It's a lot. Yeah, so he's wearing he's wearing like a, a chiffon scarf in white. He has his hair blown out silky. 
Remy, and then he has on these Chloe, these Chloe glasses, these huge frames that everyone used to wear. Chloe glasses. I'm sorry. What did I say? Chloe. Chloe glasses that were very big in the two in the 2000s. He has this white bag. I don't know what the designer is um, that he's holding, and he also has some dresses in his um, that he's holding to bring to the girls. And so, yeah, we get a shot of Romeo because Romeo is dating Raphael, and. Ricky says he's surprised that Romeo's not in the show. He'd be a natural. And, of course, Raphael's like, ugh, don't talk about my, my, my partner like that. Um, <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so Ricky goes, can I ask you something? What does he have that I don't have? Um, and so Raphael says, well, you're not the person who likes to get to know someone be- before becoming intimate. You're not someone who likes to date. Um, and so I guess Ricky says... Wait, 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 wait. He says, Ricky, you hook up, you do the do, and you move on. You don't look back. Let's face it, Ricky, you're addicted, you're addicted to sex. And so, um, yeah. Did you talk about Ricky's jacket? Have we gotten there yet? Ricky's jacket? Oh, no, I haven't. Ricky is wearing a leather jacket with like red on it, um, on the back of it. It's like some red patchwork. But it's like, it's such an interesting pattern. It's almost like a flame flare or some shit. I don't know. It's hard to describe. It's like a weird biker jacket. Um, it's almost like a blood drop in the middle. Okay. It's like, it's textured kind of like snake skin. I saw from one angle, but most importantly, it reminds me of like a fire nation jacket. Yeah, if like, it does. <laughs> if like Avatar the last airbender was set in modern times and they wore leather jackets, the fire nation boys would have this jacket. <laughs> All right, you can take this because I want to take when they're walking down Melrose. So go ahead. Okay. I haven't scrolled down to my notes to where you ended. So let me just do so. Scroll on down. The Um, next scene is Alex and Chance. They're still mm -hmm. at the bar. I'm looking for the next break in my notes. Interesting. interesting. Okay, here I am. Um, Also, I wanted to note that Chance definitely didn't wash his hands before he left the bathroom, which is disgusting. I just want to put that out there. It doesn't seem very Virgo to me. No, that's not. In black men, I feel like we wash our hands. I don't know many black men who do not wash their hands. Okay. Um, La la la. So, seriously, where did you leave off? Because, all right, let me just go over my notes fully. Oh, I went back too far. That's the thing cut back to Ricky still making out with security bro okay that's where you just covered <sighs> can I just say no. that I do not yes. like how they made Ricky's whoredom like a plot device like I don't like when the whoish character is made out to be like wrong for wanting pleasure mm-hmm. and centering pleasure mm-hmm. in their lives I just don't mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. um, I feel like it's kind of important to include, again, not necessarily my metier, you know, I'm not a gay cis man, but I feel like it's important to include because it's, it's a very common theme or thread and everyone has mm-hmm. at least one of those friends who is super sexed. I'm not going to say oversexed because fuck that. What does that mean? Um, but I think that there is more nuance more often than not. Um, yeah, I don't think I mean, it's always just as shallow as Ricky or as like one dimensional as Ricky is. 
I think yeah. that a lot of times it's like I made the educated decision to have a lot of sex because it gives me pleasure and be safe about it. And um, every now and then I'll get into something serious, but very rarely or whatever. And then two people can talk about, you know, during the show, why that works for them and doesn't work for their friend. And they can get into a discussion about it. But Ricky's kind of just like false flat. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so you did not cover when um, we go back to the table and Chance and Ricky are there by themselves. Yeah, that's where that's where I left okay. off. All right. Um, Barbecue. All right. So, Chance has returned to the table, um, and he's asking Alex where Noah went. And Alex explains that he went to find Ricky so that they can leave finally. So they sip their beers together, and then T Money approaches from the bathroom, and Chance asks, "May I help you?" And T-Money holds out the Nokia phone <laughs> that he left with him in the bathroom. And Chance reaches to take it, and he says, thanks, or whatever. And then T-Money withholds it, and he says, in order to get Chance's, like, name, he says, name. And Chance replies, I beg your pardon. And then T-Money says, what's your name, dog? And Chance... <laughs> you sound just like him. <laughs> Chance says Chance and he says it sort of solemnly he just says his name like Chance Um, and then T-Money says alright Chance and holds the phone so he can finally take it back and then uh, T-Money holds out his wallet as well which I mean which I guess means take my card I don't know I've never been part of that lore I don't have a business card (laughs) girl why did the Um, thug have a business card it just holds it. out his wallet. It just holds it out. Anyway, so um, Chance looks over his shoulder kind of suspiciously, like, as if he doesn't want to be seen talking to him, or I don't know, as if he wants to know if his friends are watching. It's interesting. It's an interesting little look, if you can freeze frame. Um, so Chance reaches to pick out a card from the middle of the wallet, but it's stuffed in there. Like, he has to really, like, finagle it out. And there's also money, you can see, coming out of the folds and things like that. And in the back of my mind, I was just going, take the money. Take some money with the car. Just take it. <laughs> Which don't make no sense because he would see him do it. But I really wanted him to take his money. Anyway, so um, Chance takes the card and it's a black and red card with like gold filigree lettering on it lettering on it that says T-Money in all caps. Um and then Team Money walks walks away, and he squeezes behind Chance in the middle of walking away, um, so he could press his dick into his back. And again, I say sexual harassment. <laughs> so Chance, Chance jumps a little bit because Chance agrees with me. Chance jumps a little bit in reaction to the sudden dick press, and he looks um, like he doesn't know what to make of it. A little bit, like his face is very. You know, unsure. Um, but I think he clearly knows that he's been come up, come on to. He knows that this is somebody's semblance of flirting. Um, so Alex immediately asks in T Money's way, "What's the gaga?" But he says it in like a whisper, and um, he's been waiting. It's so obvious that he's been waiting to ask Chance what the fuck is going on with this. He was just waiting for T Money to leave. So Chance says through gritted teeth. Then he left his phone in the bathroom, and that's, like, the final word on the matter, and that's it. So Alex says, he fine. Thug T-bitch down. (laughs) 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 Which is not a line I remembered, but one I much enjoyed. (laughs) I love that line. What you mean? Thug T-bitch down. (laughs) I just didn't remember it. 
I didn't remember it, so I saw it again. I Chance always said, say that with the trade that I like sponsor. I'm like, look, T bitch down. Or any like whatever their category is. <laughs> um, so Chance says, typical. He's like outraged at this point. He's like, typical. What is so appealing about that? And he gestures wildly and all that stuff. Um, into like T Money's direction to sort of signify that he's asking what's why do people why do people so appeal to men like T Money? And um He's feeling sensitive about the whole like thug lover scandal. It's very obvious. Alex says that he don't know. And then he asks, why? You know, why are you overreacting? And Chance explains that Eddie has a thug fetish, which I guess he hadn't fully explained before. And that that's why Eddie cheated. Um, and that he isn't hooded up for Eddie. It's it's a large conversation to get into, but they're clearly still sorting it out. Um, and then the camera pans to T-Money one more time, who smirks in Chance's <laughs> direction. And then I think, do we cut to something else, or is that another yeah, thing? they're outside. Okay. Yes, so, yes, they're outside, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're walking home, and we see uh, Noah's outfit a little better. They're all in their <laughs> jackets, except for um, Noah has on this 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 army fatigue kilt um, with these, uh, thigh, with these, are they thigh-high boots? Yeah, they are, right? No, yeah. calf high. Well, they're mid calf, mm, tall, no, mid calf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mid calf, uh, boots, leather boots, and they're walking. You know, and there's uh, oh, and um, keeping with the belt trend, um, Ricky has on a, a an interesting belt buckle that's like a oh. like a pull. It's very, it's very Ricky. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you think that he's a Taurus? Like, is this their way of letting us know that Ricky is a Taurus? He could be a Taurus. I was wondering I, about that. I know Could a tourist a big monster. I know a tourist a monster. I, I, he, he does a lot of moving and shaking for a tourist. They like to be at home. They like to eat yeah. some food. They love, <laughs> eating, they they love eating food and they love being <laughs> butterflies. So he may be a tourist. Okay. So Alex. Um, okay, wait, 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 that long ass kill (laughs) (laughs) got midi skirt kill okay so they're outside and um alex goes continuing their conversation about masculinity what is wrong with black gay men and so (laughs) noah goes um gay men in general tend to idolize these hyper masculine ideals for us it's homo thugs for the white queens it's um the amber crombie and fitch fight they become completely invested in apring hetero identities um and alex says it's so boring give me a big old queen any day which is a lie because alex is with thug t masculinity uh trey um, <laughs> and Chan says we don't need to overanalyze it. Bottom line, Eddie cheated. Let's get let's get over it. Next subject. Um, and so Alex says, let's go get pedicures. <laughs> and Chance goes, I've got early church services in the morning. Noah says, I'm going to wait to watch football. All three of them in unison. Football. Normally. <laughs> goes Noah Sunday is just for him and the boys but I convinced him to spend it with me so I'm getting a little crash course in gridiron action says Noah um, and Ricky completely oblivious to what everyone else is saying goes I'm not a sex addict am I and so Noah says is that a rhetorical question Ricky what's the big idea about dating anyways Chance says if you tried it 
if you tried it, you'd know. Ricky um, says, I date. Chance says, if you call date, if you call anonymous sex with every different guy a date, and so like clockwork, the security guard um, runs to find them, and he says, I'm good to go. And Ricky says, actually reneging on his promise, uh, uh, forgetting his name, Carl reminds him. Carl. <laughs> Carl. I was thinking about dinner in a movie. And so this is an iconic line. <laughs> so Carl I goes, can't. <laughs> so Carl goes, no hookup tonight? <laughs> I do not know why that line has stuck so much for me. I don't know, but I know it has for you too. And it's just like in my brain forever. So no hookup tonight? No hookup tonight? <laughs> and so Ricky goes, no hookup tonight. Um, so you know what I, why I think this line is iconic to me? Because when I would go to the club, it was definitely about hooking up. It was not about networking. It was not about mm-hmm. friends. It was not about mm-hmm. that. Um, and I know now, it wasn't about friends because all the times you left me. <laughs> I was just like, oh, so this girl. So I lost her again. But what I noticed is that I'm not really a club person. Like, I prefer the sex party to a club because there's music at the sex party. Like, I can jam at the sex party. <laughs> Clubs don't do it for me. Like, it's all the pomp and the circumstance. It's like, I'm here for one reason, one reason only. But I guess. I hate the club too for different reasons. I'm just not, you know, crowds and sweaty people mm-hmm. and whatever. I like to be alone. But definitely just going to the club with you was a very funny time. <laughs> yeah, I would leave mid hookup, wouldn't I? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Remember when we went to Afropunk? <laughs> Back when Afropunk was like, you know, some semblance of punk and didn't cost any money. Oh my God. Um, that was the last Afropunk, really. Before yeah, no, it when they when they started charging, it already wasn't punk anymore. It was supposed to truly be a safe space for people who were black who liked punk punk music um, and didn't want to be swimming in a sea of white. They took all of that, stripped it down, made it very neo soul, very Afrofuturistic. Not at all like they put the punk people on the smallest stage. It was very whatever. But anyway, before they started charging, that was our last time going. So that was like 2014 or whatever. But you did your first edible that one time. Um, yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. I was, uh, oh my God. And Raheem walked by and like Omar walked by and I was just like, Omar, oh my God. I was just like so high. I was like, I don't know where Terrell is. And then he texted me. He was like, I'm at the club. I was like, how? (laughs) When? (laughs) A fun time was had by all. I'd never gone to the club high. So I was like, you know what? It's whatever day it was. It was a weekend, I think. And I was just like, you know what? Let me go to the club. So I went to the club. (laughs) Um, All right, so you take the next scene. It's really cute. Okay. Uh, No hookup tonight? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we got to the next day, I presume, because um, football's on Mondays. And we are now um, at Wade's house on a football day. Um, and our POV, the like opening shot of the scene is from the refrigerator. We're looking at Noah cruising through the refrigerator. Um, and Noah shouts to Wade, 
so when do I get to meet the fellas? Um, and I'm actually kind of surprised that he just expects to meet them. Maybe a conversation was had that we did not get to witness, but just the fact that he expects to meet them at all, knowing how Wade has been with his whole new queerness. Just like, hmm, a little presumptuous, Noah. I would just be like, <laughs> do I get to meet your friends? Um, Honestly, I think they're moving a little too fast in the neighborhood for gay men. Yeah. And also, I wouldn't even like want to meet his friends necessarily, you know, like, I don't know. They're not your gay friends, so what do they matter to me? But anywho, um, Wade says he doesn't know and that they'll see um, from his spot in the living room. He's parked on the floor in front of the right in front of the couch, uh, sitting on the floor directly watching some football. Um, his hair is half braided, like a comb sticking out of it. Very black, very 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 Negro. Um, and Noah says that's what you said last week, and he looks a little annoyed. Um, and then Noah asks when Wade is going to see his friends again at all. And he walks into the living room to reunite with Wade so he can keep talking about this. He's come back from the fridge with the beer and a Gatorade. No, it's not a Gatorade. <laughs> it's a vitamin water. Um, Top bottom um, culture. Noah, yes, because the, the beer is for Wade. Um, so Wade, <laughs> Noah is wearing a pistachio green t-shirt <laughs> that is a little on the long side for t-shirts like as far as like it's very long i mean it's very tight so for yeah, it to be so tunic. long it's a little interesting um and he's also wearing like a what do you call those bermuda shorts um, yeah he wears a lot of those it's very la it's very yeah, LA they're not regular shorts they're not capris. They're just long shorts. So he's wearing like a Bermuda short. It's um, Hawaiian in a way with a pink base and a pistachio green flower. It looks as though the person who made the shirt and the pants or the shorts made them together, like to be yeah, an ensemble. Very kawaii. Um, <laughs> stop. So <laughs> he passes Wade the beer. Wade says Monday Night Football, which, oh, I'm sorry, I jumped ahead of my notes, but I guess this may be Monday or this may be Sunday. Yeah, no, this is Sunday because they were supposed to go for the pedicures, but it's Sunday. Okay, so this is Sunday. Wade says Monday Night Football, which I suppose is tomorrow because this is Sunday. Um, but then Wade says, but you wouldn't like that. And Noah sits behind him, continuing to do his hair and asks, why not? You know, why wouldn't I like that? And Wade says, because it's a sports bar, you know, loud, crazy, like manly man stuff. It's not your style. And Noah yanks his hair back because he's got a fistful of hair. So Noah wanks his hair, wank, yanks his hair back in like, you know, in protest. And Wade yelps in pain, kind of playfully. Noah asks, what do you mean? And Wade says, he didn't mean it like that. Um, so Noah yanks his hair again and says that he wants to go. And Wade is like, but baby, I don't think. And Noah yanks his hair again. And then Wade acquiesces. Um, and Noah says, cool. And he feels all triumphant and whatnot. Noah asks which teams are playing on this Monday Night Football. And when and Wade says that he... Um, he wouldn't know anyway. He wouldn't know what, what teams they were and asks why Noah's asking. And Noah's like, well, I want to coordinate, you know, I want to know the colors so I can coordinate my outfit. And Wade is like, oh, Lord. <laughs> like, he's not ready for this slam boy that he's bringing to Monday Night Football. And um, Noah says he's just kidding. And then he gently pulls Wade's head back and kisses him on the nose, which is cute. I've seen that as a gif like a million times. Um but then, like, also, wait, what's your problem? Because straight men come to the game 
wearing the colors all the time. So why don't you want your little boyfriend doing it? Like people do that. It's called team spirit. But anyway, um, Noah continues combing and Wade is watching the game again, very intently. And he shouts at the screen. He goes, hit him. And Noah's like very shocked by how into he, into the game he is. And Noah like jumps in surprise. It's kind of cute. And that's the end of that scene. It's a very short scene. A little vignette. A little vignette. Um, yeah, that was really cute. Um, so this is the early aughts. And one of the things that I remember about the aughts is that men with hang time was very Nubian. It was very great. It was very, you know, it was a thing, you know, braids, cornrows, hang time. That was a thing. And so like, I guess like braiding, braiding a, a man's, a boy's hair and like high school was like really cute and like really, you know, something that, that I look forward to. And so this scene was just like really like, you know, it was really cute for me um, as a black gay man. Um, <laughs> I have a problem. Okay. So um, <laughs> I'll take this next scene. So we're at, Apparently, we're at the date night of uh, uh, Ricky and uh, Carl. Carl is wearing a very orange disaster. Um, <laughs> I don't know why he would wear such a bright orange on a date. Um, Ricky is wearing um, a multicolored sweater. Um, and then um, they're being serenaded. They're at a restaurant. They're being serenaded by this woman who looks like Tamia, but is not. And she's saying, it's just a little keep it. It's just a little secret. Oh my God. Her outfit. She is wearing, okay, this girl has (laughs) on, (laughs) she has on pearls, long pearls. This list, like, I don't know if it's a bustier. Does it have straps? I can't. I, don't, I can't tell. I don't. I think it's, it's a halter. I don't know. Yeah, and she know. has on like these red gloves. They're like long gloves. Like it looks like her bot. Like her arms are just encased in gloves. And they're like they have like a bow. They have the nerve to have a huge bow at like where, where the elbow is. And then and not just a bow, but they have like some train that comes down all the way to her knees. Like, girl, what is this? All right. So anyway. Oh, no, 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 no. Long ass sleeves. Those elbow link sleeves. Like, what is going on? Okay, wait. That's not. (sighs) So that's not a train connected to the sleeves. That's actually her belt. So the belt is coming down. Okay. So she's singing, serenading. They're having dinner. Clearly, Ricky's not interested in Carl beyond sex until a waiter appears. He's a little Latin boy. He's very cute. He gives Ricky. <laughs> he gives uh, Ricky the stare. Ricky's looking back, and then he forgets Carl's there, and so he excuses himself to the bathroom. And so Carl, I, I think Carl doesn't see the waiter yet. Um, it hasn't sunk in. And so the next scene is Ricky and the waiter, and they're kissing. They're going at it. They're going to have sex in the bathroom. Um, I have never had sex in the bathroom of a restaurant. That is a little creepy. Okay. <laughs> you draw the line. I draw because people are eating. And you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, okay. So that's the only that's the only place I draw the line. You can take it from here, girl. So we cut to Noah's place. Um, it's Monday. Wade strolls in, which either he has a key or the door was left open because nobody lets him in. He just comes in. Um, he knocks to announce that he's there. 
and he asks Noah out loud if he's ready. Um, you know, because they're going to the bar with Wade's friends. <sighs> Excuse me. Um, so Wade is wearing a very alts looking look. He's wearing a blue track suit or at least a track jacket with orange stripes. Um, it's Adidas. So orange stripes down the arm. Um, Noah says that he's coming and Wade walks further into the apartment to find where Noah is. And he's in the bathroom looking at his outfit. He's got on a gray tank top with the number three on the front in red. He's wearing a headband, which is like sort of holding his, his fro back like a, it's a sweat headband, but he's wearing a, like a regular wear, a regular headband. Um, he's wearing a red armband as well on one upper arm. And then on the other arm, he's wearing this weird wrist brace situation. It almost looks like he injured his wrist recently. Um, but it's for the fashion. And he's wearing also like a, it's got like a three on it, just like on the front of his tank top. The little wristband, wrist brace has that. Um, so Noah asks cute. how he looks. I, <laughs> Okay, uh, so Noah asks how he looks, um, and if it's sporty enough, and Wade gives the fakest, loudest, yeah, um, and then he says Noah looks great, uh, but then Wade offers up that it'll look really good if he wears the jersey that Wade left at his apartment, which is, like, much larger, um, much more, like, mask and neutral, um, so Wade then offers up... Um, taking like taking his hair out he says um oh yeah that's what's up and he he makes him lose the headband so that they can see the sexy fro his words um and so he's you know he's trying to mask mask his boyfriend up um he offers he forwards um he forwards that agenda to mask him up by saying um that Noah's really turning him on now and then he reaches for him he pulls him in close he kisses him and stuff and Noah asks Wade like are you sure this is okay and Wade doubles down on the notion by saying not okay but hella hot and they kiss and whatnot and then we cut to the sports bar if you want to take it um Girl, to be honest, I, I wasn't really interested in this scene. Um, That's fine. Here, here we go. I cannot so believe I can so do it only, if you want. I'll just do it. So the only thing okay. that really happens that we need to take note of is that we're introduced to a character whose potential <laughs> will <laughs> we'll see again. Um, so we meet two characters, technically. Well, we meet two characters. One is played by, uh, what's his name? Sally. I don't know. Something Sally. He's a basketball. He's in the NBA. Well, he that makes he sense. retired from the NBA. John Sally. Um, okay. So John Sally guest stars, um, and he is one of Wade's friends. And then his other friend is a doctor named Guy. So Guy is the one we have to watch out for. They're introduced to Noah. Why are always giving spoilers? Why? I'm sorry. Why can't you I help it? I didn't say anything. I just said we have to watch out for Guy. <laughs> coming back. I didn't say anything. I didn't say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, <laughs> so Noah intri- introduces Wade. I mean, Wade introduces Noah, introduces Noah as his homeboy, um, and so that's the first thing. Um, you know, um, Noah looks very nervous because he's meeting the fellas, and um, you know, he remarks on the name. You know, hence the name of the bar is whatever that's not important so then victors um, which is john sally's name in the show okay victor, like, oh, so you own is, the joint yeah that so makes sense victor. your name is victor it's called victors yeah. 
Okay, so then Victor alerts Wade to the fact that his the that one of his favorite waitresses is, is here tonight, Big Titty Tina. And so we're introduced to this white girl with <laughs> extremely large breasts. <laughs> and so Wade's like, oh yeah, right. Big Titty Tina. I forgot I liked women. And so, yeah, he doesn't say that. <laughs> he, he doesn't say that, but he's clearly not out. And so they ask, you know, so we're going to get another beer. Do you want one? And uh, of course, Noah's like, well, I don't want beer, but I'll take a, you know, an apple martini. And so, you know, he, he orders a gay drink. And so everyone's looking at him like, what? An apple martini? Even the bartender's like, girl, you don't want a beer? Well, he doesn't do that. He, he just looks. Him, like, he froze. <laughs> he's like, he froze. Oh, he's like, wait a second. So this is, this is, this is true to form. Um, gay or things that are considered feminine feminine and womanly things are off-putting for a lot of men especially in male-centered spaces so well, yeah the they fact perform that no their masculinity yeah where they perform their masculinities and so it's very off-putting for noah to be you know this fabulous feminine creature in this masculine world and so well, we cut go ahead I just want to say a few things about this apple martini and the things. Um, <laughs> Noah orders it sort of offhandedly. We've established before that he's not a heavy drinker. I don't know how many cocktails he's had. I don't know how often he drinks things that consist of spirits. Um, but a martini is considered a hard drink. Um, so I feel like he kind of just ordered something that he's heard of before that sounded good and maybe he's never had, but even if he has had it with his friends or had it many, many times, um, just from the, the perspective of a person who works waiting tables in a restaurant that has more than one full, full, full bar that is equipped to make you virtually any drink, which is much more rare than you think. Um, I've seen a couple of apple martinis in my life. First of all, they look disgusting and I love martinis. <laughs> they look gross. Um, and they're elaborate and you have to have this special apple liqueur and like a red cherry and all this stuff. And it's a very bright green drink. It's, it, 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 you have to be a little bit of a mixologist to make it because you have to have these obscure tools and stuff, whatever. Um, him ordering a martini in itself, I don't think is something people would think is like non-masculine. Um, I get a lot of male customers who order martinis, but I think it's like the fruitiness that really puts mm-hmm. men off. About mm-hmm. apple martinis, and I've, I've only had a few people order apple martinis for me in my life. Um, and the one time a man did order it for me, he was on a date with what seemed to be his male sugar baby. So <laughs> I guess it is a gay drink. Um, but I was just like, chill out, just make the martini. Men drink martinis, calm down. Men drink martinis all the time. James John drinks martinis. My gay cousin used to make us drink apple martinis, so I guess it is. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it I is a gay drink. <laughs> Maybe because no, my my gay cousin came up in the early aughts, so like he was he was the same age as these people in the show as they are, and so like that was the drink that he was like giving us mm-hmm. as we were like They're gross mm, apple martinis. It tastes like those little apple suckers without the caramel. Yeah. Okay. So Carl and. Uh, Basically, um, this next scene, Carl and um, uh, Ricky are at the table and the waiter comes in and winks at Ricky. So, of course, he knows that he fucked the waiter. Okay, so next scene. Mm -hmm. That waiter is not low. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. Wait, I want the scene. I want the scene. I want the scene. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, I was going to do the one at the table, but you take every scene. So <laughs> what to do? I'm sorry. Let me consider, please, please, please. That's fine. But I just wanted to say that Carl really does pick up on it. Like, he doesn't just, like, low-key pick up on it. He was picking up on it all night. This is when he finally decides to say something about it. He says, um, after seeing the waiter wink and stuff, he says, I guess you're really not the dating type, huh? And Ricky just, like, shrugs and makes his face as if he's really innocent. Which is like you're a grown ass man. Stop it. Like, do you think? They oh, I can't up? help it. I can't help that I wanted to fuck the waiter in the bathroom. Stop. <laughs> do you think? Do you think Carl and Ricky hooked up <laughs> that night? Actually, that's a good question because they don't show us any further. Probably. Probably. And Carl just wanted to hook up anyway, so let's not get it. Yeah, that's all he wanted. The hookup tonight. That's all he wanted. No hookup so. tonight. Okay. Tonight. But after this, even if I just wanted to hook up tonight, I would be like, um, okay, you played all these weird games. Maybe I don't want it anymore. Maybe I'm turned off. But I still feel like Carl probably went for it. Okay, so the next scene is Wade with this baby blue and navy um, white collared button down shirt. It's very, it was very all the rage in the aunts. Mm. He's at Noah's door. He rings the doorbell. Um, Noah answers the door and Noah has um, corn rolls and he has on a, a hoodie, a very masculine entity that says just us boys with a star on it. And so he's giving us trade and corn rolls. So Noah walks in. He's like, uh, Noah says, what up, dog? And Wade walks in and he's, he's weirded out. He's like, what's up? And he tries to kiss Noah. And Noah's like, nah, dog. You can't be kissing on me like that. We boys. And Wade's like, okay, I get it. Very funny. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna act like this all day. And Noah's like, this is what you want, isn't it? A homeboy, certainly not a boyfriend. And then Wade's like, I didn't ask you to do any of this. You look ridiculous. (laughs) And so Noah goes, "Um, maybe you should take Big Titty Tina to the party. It's taking me a lifetime. Go ahead. What party? (laughs) What party? Take Big Titty Tina to what party? I just feel like there was a rewrite. Like there was supposed to be a party later and it never happened. That is the line. That's the line, so I went with it. So I know, um, I know, I have it written down. I was like, "What party?" So anyway. he goes, "It's taken me a lifetime to get comfortable in my skin, and if you're not, if you're embarrassed to be seen with me, the, with the real me, then that's on you. But this is me, Wade. Take it or leave it," he says, taking off the hoodie, revealing his shirt to be a sleeveless green um, uh, tank. Um, with his, oh, he actually looks really cute and masculine. Um, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> um, okay, so now the cornrows do make him look really masculine. They actually look really cute in this scene. Okay, never mind. Okay, um, <laughs> it's funny how like hair can like change everything. Okay, so mm-hmm. um, so uh, Wade's like, Noah's like, because oh, Wade is backing away and inching towards the door. So Noah's like, where are you going? And Wade's like, I'm leaving it. And he <laughs> closes the door. <laughs> and Noah <I> cannot, looks surprised. <laughs> I cannot believe he said, take it or leave it. And Wade said, I'm leaving it. Literally, yeah. my last note for that scene says, this is wild. Break up with him. <laughs> it's wild. Like, why are you fighting to be with this straight boy? Like, I don't get it. Anyway. And he said, and right. he said I'm leaving it. He didn't say, I'm leaving you. He said, I'm leaving it. Oh, yeah. Like, take it or leave it. I'm leaving it. 
Damn. That bitch got a lot of nerve. That <laughs> cornrows got a lot of nerve. A lot of nerve on this one. Mm-hmm. The nerve. Oh, she got okay. nerve. Mm-hmm. She, got, she nerve. got nerve. And it do take nerve. With y'all evil and bitches, it, do it, take take nerve. <laughs> it do take nerve. It do take nerve. <laughs> it do take nerve. <laughs> okay, go. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. okay, okay, okay. So who you taking? I wish that on Netflix so we could use Netflix party. <laughs> Have you used that extension? I haven't, but the people at work want to do it, but I don't I don't know white people like that. Oh, so I'm, yeah. Yeah. Fuck all that. Fuck what they want to watch, fuck all that. But if the, this is on Netflix, I would use Netflix party and I would say like, hey guys, come hang out with us, all three listeners. Oh man. <laughs> and we'll watch the episode and you know, give us give you our live comments before we do the episode. I think that'll be really great. Mm-hmm. But anywho. Um so <sighs> Later on, Noah's at Alex's house. He's sitting on a chair next to a vanity um, that Alex is sitting directly in front of. Noah's hair is partially unbraided. He's taking out his approval point cornrows. Um, and Noah says, maybe he should call away, you know? Um, and Alex is like, well, do you want to? And Wait, Noah says, yes. Huh? Are we going back and forth with this scene? Yeah, I thought. No, oh. not this one. Um, we should do the one between Alex and Noah at the club for the drag show. That's what I figured. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Go ahead. You take I would love to do this one. I don't have it typed out as dialogue though. So, all right. No, go ahead. But next time, let me know if you have. If you ever, you know, you're watching a scene, and you're like, I want to, I want to actually act this one out. Just let me know. Okay. Okay. So, um. He's sitting next to Alex. Alex is sitting in front of the vanity. Noah's hair is partially unbraided. Noah says maybe he should call Wade. Alex asks if he wants to, and Noah's like, yes, no, yes. <laughs> so we see Alex's face up close, um, and he's got pink and silver eyeshadow on. You know, he's doing a little prep work for the drag show, trying to figure out what his look will be. Um, one He has one eye has, like, the long lashes on, and the other one has no lashes, so it's a very funny, like, lopsided look um alex hands him the phone and says then call him like that settles that you know he's tired of talking about this noah protests he says that he can't call way way walked out on him which means that way should be the one that calls and alex replies then don't call him and then slams the phone down you know tired of talking about it noah looks like a scolded puppy it's very cute on him and um alex calmly asks changing the subject back to the makeup he's like how's this and he turns his face uh, at a good angle so Noah can see and look at the makeup and Noah winces and says too much eyeshadow but like with a question mark Alex throws his head down frustrated he's like can't figure this out feeling very overwhelmed and then he remarks you'd think doing drag makeup would be easy but there's definitely a fine line between drag queen and circus clown so I'm guessing this experience is finally humbling him, you know, him and his harsh judgments on the polish or the lack thereof when it comes to the queens he sees at the bar. Um, Noah giggles. Alex spritzes on something all over his face. And Noah's like, what is that? And he's looking all, you know, in wonderment. He's like, ooh, what's that? He's very interested. And Alex says, it's spray glitter. It's like, you know, it gives your face that extra sheen. And he asks if, if Noah wants some. And so Noah smilingly, like, looks so sweet. And he's like... You know, yeah, he nods that he wants some spray glitter. And Alex tells him to close his eyes. And he does. And Alex sprays it all over his face. Even though Noah's mouth is wide open, which is a terrible idea. So Noah starts coughing. Um, 
because he's choking on spray glitter. And then we hear a car approach and Alex is like, damn, that's Trey. Because Trey has just arrived home. I guess he wasn't expecting him to get home yet. Noah says uh, that he thought that Trey was at work and Alex is like, well, he's supposed to be. And then he asks Noah to stall for him. He really doesn't want Trey to know about this drag thing. Um, and Alex is like rushing to get rid of all the evidence of the draggery. Um, he scurries into the bathroom and Noah's asking if he, if he really thinks that Trey won't be supportive. Because, you know, they've been together for that long. Uh, to that, Alex turns his head. He's like, reach the bathroom. He turns his head back dramatically from the bathroom as if that answers the question. And then he slams the door. Um, Trey has entered the house and he's calling out for Alex. And he's, uh, you know, Noah realizes that their product's still out on the vanity. So he swipes them all into a drawer really quick, trying to cover the evidence. And Trey enters the bedroom, still looking for Alex. And he greets Noah. And he's like, well, where is Alex? And Alex declares that he's, uh, that he's in the bathroom and that he'll be right out. So, like, from the other side of the door. So Trey sets his keys down. And then he gets a better look at Noah and notices the glitter. And Noah says, um, he's like, is that glitter? And Noah's like, yeah, I'm trying something new. You know, do you like it? And Trey says that, it's funny because, you know, I was thought the great part about being uh, a guy was that they don't have to wear all that crap, which whatever. So Alex can probably hear all this because he's right on the other side of the bathroom door, which is very close. So Alex is getting all the confirmation that he needs that Trey won't support him in his drag, which is unfortunate. Um, and they just had this conversation in which Trey said that he likes his men with a tank full of sugar in the last episode. So... I don't like it's where exactly how much sugar maybe not full I guess you don't like a full tank I don't <laughs> okay um so Alex comes out of the bathroom finally his face is completely clean no evidence of makeup and he hugs Trey and greets him and he looks over Trey's shoulder at Noah his eyes are all wide and like phew like that was close basically is what his face looks like and Noah grimaces back because like yes that was close and no your boyfriend is not supportive in this moment or your husband sorry your husband doesn't seem supportive. And then we cut to catch one on amateur night. <laughs> oh, by the way, I guess I could bring this up at the end, but I don't want to forget. Um, when the episode opened, when I was watching it, I saw the sign and I was like, oh, catch one is a real place. Cause we heard it mentioned in the first, first episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, oh my God, it actually is a real place. Yeah. Cause here's this neat sign that I'm sure they didn't make just for the show. Yeah, it's a real place. Um, it's a real place, and I looked up everything else. Um, the study is a real place. Here Lounge, where Mandingo Mondays uh, <laughs> is supposed to be, um, it's was real? real, but it closed. Yeah, it, oh, it was real, but it closed four years ago. Um, I don't know if Mandingo Mondays was a real theme, but the study itself was real, which sounds really great. It had like books on the wall and all that stuff. Um, I couldn't find anything on Boy Trade, but it kind of sounded like that was a theme night. So maybe it was a theme at some place that he usually goes to. Uh-huh. Um, I fell into like a rabbit hole about it. It's very interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, Catch One is still there. Yeah. Uh-huh. So these are uh-huh. real haunts. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Okay. Okay. So the next scene is Al is Noah walking into the de- the dressing room, and um, Romeo says, "Hey Noah, you looking for Lachance?" And she says, "Yes, <laughs> she's over there." And uh, Noah uh, Romeo walks away, and so here we go. 
So Noah approaches his seat at the vanity from behind and he says, Go in, bitch. Let him. And then Alex says nothing. So Noah says, What's wrong? I can't do it. What do you mean? Translation I can't do it. What happened? I called Trey and I told him. How did he react? He didn't. What did he say? Not much. Well, is he coming? I think so. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I can't go on. I can't let him see me like this. (laughs) And then Alex rips the wig off. (laughs) And then he shouts, what have I done? (laughs) Like swiping the mirror with the wig, which I didn't analyze, you know, all the other times that I watched this. But this time I'm like, why is he wiping the mirror with the wig? Like, what does that have to do? Like, what's happening? It's a it's a homage to Lady Sings the Blues starring Diana Ross. I thought so because it looks a lot like that GIF, but I also mm. just there's nothing on in the mirror, so I'm just like <laughs> anyway. We and can so continue with the scene. This fabulous trans woman comes in and she says, uh, "La chance, you're on it, boss." <laughs> and so Noah looks panicked. He runs to the girls, and uh, Chance is is speaking with uh, with uh, with Ricky. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He cheated on me. I'm supposed to forgive him because he wants a thug. And Ricky says, "Well, if he got a little thug from you, do you think he would have cheated?" And uh, uh, Chance looks perturbed. Uh, Noah and Ricky. Noah comes in. He dr- he downs some um some vodka, and Ricky goes, "Noah." That's straight up vodka. This is an emergency, says Noah. Um, and we're back at the door um, where Chance, where LaChance is um, locked inside. And so they're trying to give uh, LaChance some encouragement. And so we hear LaChance from behind the door says, if, if Trey sees me looking like Boo Boo the Fool, my marriage is over. And so Ricky goes, <laughs> Ricky goes, Alex encourages Ricky to say, do your thing, Lachance. Go in, bitch. Let have. And so, um, and so, Lachance is ready to go out there. And uh, Lachance says, "I'm scared, y'all. Really perturbed." And so we cut to the beautiful trans woman again in the blue dress, and she introduces Lachance. And all of a sudden, all four of the girls are up on stage in drag, full on drag. Everyone has on thigh high, well, calf high, um, uh, uh, platform boots. It's very 70s. Um, Each of the girls has on a very 70s vibe hairstyle. Um, uh, Girl, I do not know directions. Okay. Ricky, uh, 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 Noah is on the far left. and then LaChance is standing next to him on the right. And then uh, Ricky is standing next to, uh, standing is standing on LaChance's right. And then on the right of Ricky is um, uh, Chance. And yeah, they just magically of- have these outfits out of nowhere. Yeah, like we don't see nowhere. anything that happens between, um, <laughs> oh, pardon me. So um, basically Noah they're all standing outside them. the door. Yeah. And then Alex comes out of the door 
not necessarily looking ready, but just like comes out of the door. They coaxed him out of the door because let go in, bitch, let have are the magic words somehow. So he comes out of the door wigless. And then we cut to this, you know, announcement of LaChance being on stage. And next thing you know, all the girls are in full drag, full outfits that are coordinated for the most part. Um, and like they all know the song. They know the words to lip sync to. They have a dance. It's very TV magic. And we're like, we don't see them rehearsing at all, but somehow they all know everything that's going the on. The song and the dance. So, yes, they do. Which I've looked up things about the song. I, I, I got into another rabbit hole about this. Okay. Um, so who do you think has the best outfit? Of course, Noah. Well, okay, let's break down the outfits. Um, okay. I have some descriptions. <laughs> Let me scroll down to that. Um, mm-hmm. The lights go up. They're there in their drag. Um, let's see. Oh, I guess I wrote it intermittently. So Alex has on a mini tank top dress sort of situation. Like it's got, you know, a tank cut at the top with rhinestones interspersed throughout the dress. Um also, the sleeves are detached, so his sleeves start like at the mid upper arm, go all the way down to the wrist, and then he's got purple feathers on the hem of the dress and on the bottom of like the cuff of the sleeves, um, as well as the tall boots. They're all wearing very tall patent leather boots that come up calf high and have platforms. Um, Ricky is wearing a long wavy black wig, like kind of wet and wavy, um, a short black tunic dress with huge rhinestone accents, like down the tunic part, like down the, the chest cut cleavage area. Um, Chance is killing it, honestly, with a long straight black wig, <laughs> um, a long sleeved short black dress with a flare on the sleeves, like, you know, big flared sleeves. The Chance cleavage cut out. has more body. As, as something, something's happening. So yeah. it, the cleavage has a cut out instead of just like, you know, a regular V neck. There's like, a high collar and there's a circular cutout for the titties to be seen um that is also rimmed in silver um and then noah has a halter mini dress uh with silver accents as well detached sleeves just like alex in a way um that cover most of the arms and an afro wig it's like he pulled back his his medium size afro and then put like afro extensions in the wig itself so it goes out a lot further than normal um some of them are wearing tights, some are not. It's very, they've all got like vintage glam makeup. Um, it's very interesting. There's a yellow curtain behind them, like a velvet yellow curtain and stars, glittering stars hanging down as their decor, who has um, which the, is who true has for the best beat? I think Noah has the best beat. Oh, that's a very, let me, mm, let me look real quick. Uh, chances, Ricky's just looking Alex. real good. You think oh, so? Oh, no, yeah, definitely Alex. Alex. Wow. Yeah, Alex. I Emma. think Alex has the best beat. Alex has the best yeah. beat. Yeah, I mean, she had time to do her makeup, and the rest of them had to rush, so I guess that makes True. sense. Who has the best wig? <laughs> I think Noah. Um, see, okay, so let's really think about wigs here and what they do for the person, because that's basically what? just Noah's regular hair with extensions. <laughs> and I think that what really just got to me was how good Chance looks. Like I want to fuck Chance in this drag. <laughs> I just wouldn't even. I wouldn't even expect this long with with the bang. It just works for her. It does. Look at you, and them Chance's thighs. Nobody it expected does. all of that. She's an academic queen. Ricky doesn't give me drag. He do, Ricky does, doesn't do it for me. I'm not feeling it. it I'm. I don't cute, like this. It very much gives me first time drags at a bowl. 
Yes. So I don't. Disney first <laughs> trade, first time in drag at a ball. The wet and wavy don't work. Mm-hmm. You know, she was the most critical of the girls, and she's not giving me what I'm. But the performance wise, I think. Um, because Ricky actually was a professional dancer. He's given it all he's got. Oh, and, yeah. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Ricky was a professional dancer. Um, I think even Noah was at some point. Um, and oh my god, sorry girl, the Dominicans are exactly <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Alex Double Raw was actually a drag performer, so yes. Like Alex is a drag? Like the person yeah. who plays Alex? Yeah. The person okay. who plays Alex is a drag. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. That's where they um, that's where they met Ian. That's where she met Ian Polk. And he was like, I have a role for you. And she was like, What? Alex? And he was like, Yes, you do. <laughs> and that's how Alex got the role. So this makes a lot of sense to me. Also, just mm, Chance is giving it. I don't care what you say. Chance is looking the best in his drag. <laughs> Chance um, has the most wanted, body, I think. I don't know what it is. I actually don't know. It's like a good combination of like wig and body. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I want to say that I fell down a rabbit hole about the song. Okay. Um, I've heard it a million times while watching the show over. It's the point where, you know, I know the words for the lyrics that occur in the show, but I decided to look it up because I'm very detailed and mm. um, found out that it's by, um, I think originally, because it's hard when it comes to the seventies. Um, it's like people, a lot of black groups cover each other's songs. So every time you look it up in like iTunes or whatever, you'll find a million different artists have recorded that song. But mm. it seems that a group out of Detroit named Brainstorm recorded this in 1977. And it's called um, Lovin' Is Really My Game. Mm. Um, it's really good. Very dancey. I've heard um, a Betty Davis version. Um, yeah, it's really cute. I looked it up. I found different versions. I listened to the different versions very disco get yourself into that i think it's a treat mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right you can take it from there um where did you stop exactly because i feel like we ran it back to talk about there oh you know what? Uh, i know where i'll pick it up don't even worry about it okay um so <laughs> chance is killing it with the dress um i want to remark that alex and chance are both wearing tights i realize ricky is too ricky's wearing fishnets um Blah, blah, blah. I talked about the song. Um, Alex jumps into a complete forward split at one point, really doing a lot of showboating. It's great. Um, Then we do some crawling, some hair swinging. They're giving a great show. The wig is very attached because Alex is flipping that head and it's not coming loose at all. People are throwing bills. There's confetti falling. Um, Alex walks back to Noah and they do a fake little like slapping routine. I don't know how they had time to learn all of this. I do not know, <laughs> but they're having a lot of fun. <laughs> Chance is hamming it up. Yes. Loving is really my game. <laughs> um, Ricky stops at the edge of the stage to entice a homo thug who's wearing a beanie and slips money into his high high boot. And because he, I guess he's he's coming to his femininity and really feeling it and enticing these thugs and pulling them in. <laughs> Alex notices finally that Trey is in the crowd. He has decided to show up. So Trey's in the crowd. Uh, he's clapping. 
you know, just like everyone else. And he's enjoying the show and they lock eyes and Trey stands up and Alex walks a little closer to the edge of the stage and then they kiss in front of the diva fan, which is blowing Alex's feathers and wind <laughs> everywhere. And like, he's finally got his husband's full support, which is great. Um, and then we cut to the bar after the show. Um, Noah is raising a toast to Alex and his success. And he says, to la chance. And the rest of them say, la chance. And we pull back mm. to see um, that it's all of them. It's the girls plus Trey. Um, and Trey is, at, is saying directly to Alex into his ear how hot he looks. Um, Alex is still fully in the drag. And Alex says, well, why don't you let, why don't you let me get out of this drag? And you can tell me how hot you think you I think am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> and so Trey wants to get him out of at home. And Alex says, boy, you freaky. And then they head out. <laughs> and then uh, Trey slaps at, um, Alex on the ass. And Alex jumps playfully as if he was surprised. And then Trey waves them off as the husband is like, bye. So they leave. Chance motions to go as well. Ricky asks, uh, you know, where is Chance off to? And Chance says he has to talk to him meaning Eddie. So Chance air kisses them and leaves. Noah remarks that it's just the two of them now, him, the two of them being him and Ricky. Um, he's also still full in dra- fully in drag, which Ricky is not. Ricky is just wearing um, his makeup still. So he's back in his regular civilian. Oh, we didn't talk about his outfit for the <laughs> night, like outside of the drag. He's wearing like a black and white sort of graphic kind of tee, a long sleeve, something under that. And most importantly, he's wearing a vest that is made out of chain mail. Like he is in Game of Fucking Thrones. <laughs> it's a lot. Anyway. <clears throat> so then Ricky says to him, well, why don't we have a night out like we used to? And he grabs Noah by the hips and like again, gay male lore. Maybe I'm lost, but he the way he grabbed them is very much like a lover. And he pulls him close and stuff. And Noah puts his hands on Ricky's chest again, like a lover. And he says, "So you can drop me for some trick after the first five minutes." And then Noah immediately apologizes for that comment. Um, and then says, "Let me go get my clothes from the back." And so Ricky slaps him on the butt, smiling and laughing. And Noah leaves. Knowing damn so then, well. <laughs> um so then the beanie man shows up the one that slips money slips money into um ricky's boot the beanie man uh, he just he just comes up to the bar and he takes the place where noah was once standing wordlessly he doesn't say anything and ricky has taken up his drink again and they're like staring at each other sipping and then the guy in the beanie just gives him this telltale look and um, <clears throat> by the time Noah comes back, Ricky is heading out with that guy. <laughs> and Ricky is walking out arm in arm with a dude or like with his arm, with the dude's arm around him. Just fuck the plans you just made with your friend, I guess. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. I wasn't going to say that. Um, no, and so... Um, so when he sees Noah, he just flashes Noah a wave and a look that says, you know, guess I ain't shit after all. Like the look on his face is just like, well, you know, I ain't shit. (laughs) And so Noah looks at him like with a face as well. And Noah's face basically says to me, I know you fucking lying. (laughs) Ricky flashes his Nokia phone at him, which I guess means check your phone. And Noah pulls out his flip phone to look at it. And Ricky Davis, the contact says, has sent a message that says, okay. 
I'm a sex addict and I love it. Exclamation point. Um, also, you can see very up close Noah's red press-on nails. I thought it was a very funny detail. So Ricky looks at Noah after Noah reads the message, and he tilts his head in like a little fake salute um, to his own hoishness. And then Noah slaps his phone closed, which is just such a satisfying feeling that I miss so much. Noah slaps his phone closed in disbelief. And um, yeah, then Noah sighs, and that's the end of that scene. Okay, are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, you want me to do it? Yeah. I'm, oh, okay, it's the next scene, so I figured. Oh, chance. you want to go? Okay, so we're, all right, so let, I'll just introduce the scene and then we'll go right into the dialogue. So uh, we cut to Eddie's house. Chance has arrived and he's walking in, kind of storming in, really. Um, Eddie's still referring to him as like baby and stuff and saying he's glad to see him and whatnot. And then, okay, so I'm Eddie, right? Yes. Okay, so <clears throat> the dialogue begins. Baby, I'm so glad to see you. I've been calling. I've been emailing. Did you get the flowers? <laughs> Eddie, I want to know why. I told you why. It's just something that I like. It's not all I like, but it's part of it. Eddie, cut the crap. Why didn't you talk to me? Okay. I didn't want to make you feel inadequate by bringing up a need that you obviously can't fulfill. Well, did you think how inadequate cheating on me would make me feel? It only happened one time. I'm supposed to believe you? You didn't accidentally slip and cheat. You made an appointment. You blatantly and you blatantly lied to my face about where you were going. You plotted and you planned your infidelity. And you know what really sucks, Eddie, about this whole thing? You got caught! <laughs> I didn't realize how long that last line was. You really got the good one that time. You did. I'm supposed to believe you. <laughs> and so Chance just storms out. <laughs> yes, he storms out. How how many times in my brain has you plotted and you planned your infidelity played like over and over? I do not know why, but that is in my brain indelibly it is forever. It's such a good line. It's such an iconic you line. Oh my God. And you planned your infidelity. You know what really sucks about this whole thing? You, you got, got caught. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Okay, Chance oh, is the Virgo. The okay. He really He's is. The Virgo. You can. You can. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So we cut to another outside exterior shot. We see Noah. Um, but we see him from the waist down. He's walking home in his black go-go boots without Ricky's hoish ass. Um, he gets to his front door or his steps leading up to his front door. And he's um, he starts like he kind of is surprised when he sees Wade is waiting for him on his steps unexpectedly, unannounced. And Wade reaches his hand um, out wordlessly to help Noah sit. And Noah says, so how do I look? You know, they've had a fight recently, but I guess they both have softened um, from that last contact. 
and this is his most femme look that he's ever had in front of Wade. So it's a very it's a very cheeky line in a way to give to him, asking him how he looks. So Wade says he looks gorgeous, but he likes him better as a boy. Um, but they're like laughing, and it's not it's not very hostile. Noah chuckles. They lean into he leans into um, Wade, and Wade puts an arm around Noah's shoulder, and they hold hands. Um, Girl, Wade kisses his on. hand. What? Girl. What? I'm mad at you. I'm really mad at you. What did I do? This nigga has the nerve to have on some Air Force Ones with some boot cut jeans. Yes, he does. And you have not said anything about it. Oh, okay, that's fine. (laughs) No, but look, look, I'm rewinding, and honey, are you sure those are Air Forces? Because they look like knockoffs, which is insane to me. They what are those, they? I don't even think those are forces. So what are those? <laughs> they look like what shacks. They look like shacks. <laughs> I don't know what okay. they are, but they definitely. He's also wearing look the jeans in the aughts never made sense at the bottom at no. all. He's wearing an ugly plaid shirt. I don't know the fact that Noah has to ask if he looks okay. <laughs> the irony it has not escaped to me. Uh, <laughs> and I guess it's supposed to count for an apology. It doesn't. Spoiler, it doesn't <laughs> count for an apology, but okay. Because um, oh, they just look loving at the end of the so scene. Cute. Oh my in the God. face? Yes. He's everything in the face. Sorry, no, to... what I'm saying is I'm, I'm saying in the face, but they dress him, I guess. It's not the, he doesn't have the worst wardrobe about the show. It's just not cute. Mm-hmm. Bloop, bloop. <laughs> so, okay. That's the end of that scene. We would take the next one. Oh. So basically, Noah and Wade, well, they go to the bar. Clearly, this is the same night because Wade still has on the same clothes. Um, oh, I didn't think of that. Mm-hmm. The only difference is that Noah has on a scarf wrapped around his neck. He has on a leather jacket and a white wife beater. He comes yeah, he in and says, regular slam clothes. And so his regular slam <laughs> clothes. And so. Um, John Sally's character goes with Noah to get an apple martini. Um, and I guess Guy and Wade, you know, he's like, you're you're gay, but it's cool. You know, you're still one of the bros because, you know, you drink beer. And so um, <laughs> they come back and they're all welcoming Wait. Noah. And Huh? Can I say something about this scene when it first comes into the bar? Yeah, go ahead. Before it's irrelevant, just in case anyone is like watching and listening, which is virtually impossible. But in case you do watch after this, I want you to go to this timestamp <laughs> and look. When we get into the scene, when we get into the scene, right? Mm-hmm. We see Wade enter with Noah, and we see Guy in his hideous striped shirt, and then we see Victor, but Victor's entire head is obscured, <laughs> like it's cut off. You see Victor from the shoulders down, like he is fucking Wizard Kelly, and I am dying. Oh yeah, you do. He's too big to fit in the frame. You don't even see his head. He even has to when he walks away with Noah, he has to duck from the doorway through the doorway. <laughs> Let me look. Oh, Big Titty oh, Tina has on a shirt. Big Titty Tina has on a shirt for once. Take Big Titty Tina to the party. What Ew, party? No, I don't know. Cowboy boots. No, no. That honestly, girl, that's not surprising. Okay. All right. So <laughs> basically, um, they introduce they they welcome Noah into the masculinity circle. This never happens. Um, <laughs> I don't know any gay couples. They hang out with their straight friends. I don't know any. Um, if you do, let me know. Um, 
yeah, that's the show. Roll credit. Yeah. And, like, uh, Victor and Wade, like, bond over talking shit about who's better at pool. And what really lets me know that they're actually trying to be accepting is that Victor is like, oh, trash talk. And then he says to Wade, got you a live one here, Wade, huh? And I'm like, oh, so... I don't know. It does seem very unrealistic. Yeah, yeah because, you know, he introduced him as a homeboy, and now they're like, oh, you fucking this nigga, aren't you? You get nasty. Right. Like, like, they have, like, you like I, it's unrealistic, but sure. Fine. Whatever. You fine. and his boochie, <laughs> and we still gonna be friends with you. And so how would you... How do you like this episode? What would you rate it if we were doing, like, grading in terms of, like, class? Like, you know, I would, uh, an F2 there. I would get so when I first encountered this episode when I was like a young baby gay, it was everything to me because it it was speaking to like the the dynamics, you know, the masculinity and the femininities, and like mm-hmm. you know why people place such high value on either, and you know, but so I would rate it now like a six because it's so transphobic. <laughs> um, true. Uh, but overall, I did. I the most iconic lines in this um, shit were no hookup tonight. <laughs> you plotted and planned your infidelity, and um, yeah, those were the most iconic lines for me. What about you? Um, okay, well, I think on a on a scale from oh, um, E to A plus, I w- or F to A plus, whatever, I would give it like a B, no plus mm-hmm. or minus, just B. Um, mm-hmm. But because I loved it so much for the drag sequence, um, mm-hmm. that was always something I look forward to when rewatching the show. I love that that scene in general. Uh, I love seeing all the girls in their drag. Um, I think mm-hmm. that Patrick and Polk really tried to give us um, a message yeah. when it came to Alex's like judging the drag queens too hard but not having ever done drag um and mm. the commentary of this is much harder than it looks essentially giving us the <laughs> message of um you know with ricky like the whole thing all of it is is great it's great the sentiment is great part of the execution is great i think that the t-slur is annoying um i don't know how annoying it was for people back then because uh, I didn't know enough back then. I think that there are some inconsistencies, uh, especially like with the whole taking big teeth at the party line, um, mm. unrealistic way of Wade's friends reacting. Although maybe Patrick was giving us um, a, a, an image of what he would like to see in the world when it came to a, a newly discovered queer man um, introducing his lover to his straight friends. Maybe that's how he would prefer it to go. And we don't have to live in realism all the time. And I get that. Um but it was a little unrealistic. So, you know, a little wavered, but I'll just give it a B. Right. And my favorite line, uh, I think it has to be Thug T Bitch Down. I think it just has to be. Thug T Bitch Down. Yeah, yeah that was a good line. Um, yeah, my favorite line. Thug T Bitch Down. Yeah. Yeah. Do so, your sign estimations still stand? Yes. Yes, they do. I'm I curious. Like Wade's a Capricorn because he's dry. I'm curious, um, you know, um, from your outside bird, bird view of the gay community and the changes within that, do you think that the masculinity question is still around and pervasive? Of course it is. <laughs> you know, I have like a slight outsider's view but from what I can see. And when I say that, girls got this too. 
um, female sign to birth queers have this too, but it's slightly different, the conversation. But I definitely mm. see it occurring in front of my eyes <laughs> um, on things like Twitter. Um, mm. I don't know if it's exactly the same anymore, but... So um, what what do the girls prefer? Like, do they prefer the femmes? Do they prefer the masks? What What is it like in your community? Anything. The biggest mm-hmm. issue that I can name off the top of my head is these inner city <laughs> fucking dykes, <laughs> these bull daggers who don't know nothing else, who um, basically say like, you know, a stud shouldn't do this, a stud shouldn't do that, and it's gay if you do this and it's like well nigga yeah because that's you're gay like that's <laughs> that's what we came here to do um the gay there's shit, been a yeah. little bit more mask for mask acceptability in recent years i feel like and mm-hmm. a lot more like you know trans masculine people dating other trans masculine people and stuff like that and it's been accepted it's been cute we've been upholding it it's been very great but for some every now and then one of those tweets will flow into my timeline and somebody retweeted and it's some weird ass dyke saying they can't take the strap because blah 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 like if you don't like penetration of course that is your that's your prerogative and also your body and also the things i would never disrespect but to say that you're not supposed to take it because your mask is just ridiculous it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of stuff like that um and city dykes are they're interesting <laughs> they're interesting humans And that's just like, I'm generalizing, you know, it's not all about your demographic in terms of like where you come from and stuff like that. But that is a lot of the time what the case is, like lack of exposure to people really like freeing themselves in terms of defining who they are for themselves and not for anybody else. Yeah. Um, But it's a thing. Yes. Yes. It's a thing. Yeah. Right. I'm spent, girl. I don't know if I know what else to say. Take it to me, teach it to the party. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm done as well. Uh, the next episode is called Nothing Going On But The Rent. Is that it? Oh, yes. It's my favorite episode. Okay. Yeah, so 105, Nothing Going On But The Rent. I don't remember what happens in this episode, but it's definitely coming up next. Um, and you, you don't know, even we'll own mm-hmm. You don't you don't even watch TV. <laughs> yeah, that's what's coming up. That's what's coming you up. You love that hoop. Oh. <laughs> yes, okay. So, that's it. We're done. All right. Bye, girl. It was fun. I love this episode. Bye, Bye. 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 I'll talk to you next week. I'm going to make okay. some salmon or whatever. All right, I just made a, sal- a salami sandwich. <laughs> also, we're using Zencaster this week for the first time. Hopefully, it works out real good. We will see. Okay. We're figuring it out. (laughs) We love you all. Stay safe. And during this quarantine, you know, don't drink bleach unless you're white. Mm -hmm. Um, Drink all the bleach you can. Yes. Because what I heard is people who are bereft of melanin can sustain Mm -hmm. bleach in their diet. So you go right ahead. Yeah. I heard Trump supporters who drink bleach are doing a great service to their country. So just do it. Yeah. Yes. Also, yeah. like then the you feel like the Union Jack blood just flowing through your veins. It's great. Like just go right ahead. We cannot ingest it, but you thrive on it. I found so. Yeah. Just go right ahead. Studies are being released. It's totally safe. It's yes. Totally safe. Um, if Drink you, it, want you know to, what, put it in your quinoa. Put the bleach in your quinoa and you eat it. Yeah. So all you the, white supremacists out there, bleach and quinoa. I don't know if most of them have heard of quinoa. Um, the southern, 
if you want to email us and you want to tell us how disgusting you think it is that we hate white people or we want them to drink bleach or whatever, um, you can email us at thatgayshitpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at thatgayshitpod. And that's it. Bye, y'all. Oh,